Hey there, everybody. It's Josh the Merc Rainer here with another episode of Talking Smowdown. We are on episode number 49. And uh, we got some great stuff to talk about this week. Uh, fantastic finals match in Star Wars uh, tournament. Two great matches. Each of tournament a whole bunch of stuff going on with that singles tournament. So uh, I hope you guys are ready. Oh, man. All right. So. Before I get into all of the matches and everything, uh, I, I just want to have, normally I start off talking about, uh, you know, kind of like a little bit of news and stuff like that, uh, that, that had gone on in the world of the Schmodown. Um, but a lot of the like single stuff I'm going to save for the end because that way, because I want to really go over it, uh, break it down. We got all of the, all of the, uh, players are, we were announced. We've got, uh, some matches announced, all kinds of stuff. So I'm going to save that for the end. Uh, but there was one thing that I, I wanted to bring up, and that is that uh, they have launched a new YouTube channel called Trivia Schmodown Quick Clips. Uh, it's pretty much exactly what it sounds like. Uh, they are Schmodown-related uh, small clips, usually like five to ten minute long kind of things. Uh, you know, you get little clips from SCN Live, from Backstage, from the Rundown. You get uh, some past promos, some memorable moments within the Schmodown. All in small, digestible uh, little chunks. Kind of like, kind of like Quibi. You know, if you guys uh, have checked out that app, Quibi, it's like that. Uh, you know, quick bites. Uh, it's really cool. Uh, I've actually really enjoyed that because you know sometimes, I mean, I love backstage. I love SCN Live, but you know, two to three hours a, a day for SCN Live plus you know a, a two hour plus uh, backstage. Every week, it, it can be plus all the matches. It, it can be a lot, especially when I'm just looking for some showdowns, you know, stuff. So for them to have this new channel where they can kind of clip out that stuff and just put the, the specifically showdown related content uh, right up on that channel, I, I love it. I, I think it's fantastic. So uh, I recommend you get over there, subscribe. Like again, it's it's a trivia showdown quick clips. So make sure you subscribe to that. All right, so we are going to get into these matches, uh, and I, as I always do, uh, I will start off with the Star Wars uh, match, and this is Andres Cabrera versus Andrew DiMolanta, Star Wars Finals for number one contender. Whew, this was a hell of a match. Uh, Damon is there at the beginning of this, saying, uh, you know, he thinks Andres has the edge. But that, uh, you know, Dimolanta uh, is a bit scarier than him. Um, and I think I agree, at least at, at that point. Um, yes, uh, Andres was, you know, he was kind of plowing through people. And I, you know, absolutely. But Dimolanta had this fire in him, and he still does, you know. Uh, but I think at that point, I think uh, what, what Damon had said there, I think that was absolutely correct. I 100% agreed, agreed with him there. Um, but. You know, before this match started, it was anybody's game. It really was. Both these guys, fantastic Star Wars players. So it really was anybody's game. Uh, and uh, this was a five-round match. We finally get to see this uh, infamous uh, new uh, speed round that they've been talking about. And uh, I got to say, it was interesting. Uh, but we'll we'll get to that. But it, I, I, I thought it was interesting. So round one, uh, Andrew needed a JTE. Right off the bat, uh, he got the question. It was off to the races. He got it, had no problem after that. Uh, I, I was happy to see him use it. 
a lot of people kind of I don't I don't know if neglect is the right word, but a lot of people tend to either forget or just be a little too stingy with their JTEs in that first round because they they're afraid that they're going to need them in round three, uh, possibly round two. But sometimes uh, getting using that JTE in that first round can really help you because if you get that question wrong, it, it can fret especially that it, it, he his he uses on the first question. If you get that question wrong, it can frazzle you, man. It can throw your game off. Uh, but you know he was he got it right. He, he took his time. He got it and just had a, had a great. Great rest of that round. Uh, so question six we got to. Andres stumbles here and misses his question after a JTE. Now, here's another thing. Like I said, you know, JTE comes up. And sometimes you don't get it, unfortunately. Uh, thankfully for Andres, this did not damage him too badly. He was able to recoup from this and continue on. Uh, Di Melanta did get a perfect round here, which we pretty much expected. Uh, I mean, obviously, it's never a guarantee, uh, but pretty much expected. And Andres only got that one question wrong. So, you know, it was 11 to 9. You know, yes, not getting that perfect round cost him the extra point, but it's still a close game. You know, getting nine questions out of 10, it's nothing to sneeze at. Uh, we get into round two. Uh, Di Melanta spins a new hope and stays with it. Like I've said in the past, uh, you notice a lot of times with Star with the Star Wars division that these guys will spin and just stay. Uh, it rarely do you see uh, them got, like spin away from it because they're so vastly knowledgeable in all of it that they're comfortable enough to just take whatever they get, uh, and that's because of the sheer amount of uh, knowledge that they have. And I know a lot of people are like, "Oh, you know." The Star Wars division is the bottom tier, and I disagree. I still think that Star Wars is the most elite division, or yeah, division in this league. You know, yeah, it's only what 10, 11 movies, whatever it is, but it's it's about the depth of questions that get asked, and it's about the how accurate you have to be. In order to actually win. Like in singles you can succeed very well. Getting 7-8 points in round 1. You know getting 8 points in round 2. You know maybe missing just your 2 pointer in round 3. Like you can you can, you can win titles off of that. Not in this division man. You have to go perfect or, or near perfect. Really to, to make it to the top in this division. And that's why I say it is the most elite division in this league. So you, I'm sure there are plenty of people out there who disagree with me. And if you disagree with me, there's my Twitter right there. At MovieBlogMerk. Hop on over there. Be like, yo, Merk, you're an idiot. It's not even close. And I'll be like, hey, don't call me an idiot. That ain't nice. But then we'll have a nice back and forth. And that is what it's all about. All right. So, we get into round number two. Like I said, he spins a new hope and keeps. And, of course, he gets a perfect round here. I mean, this dude has just just nailed two perfect rounds in a row. It's ridiculous. This dude is a machine. It, it, it's, it's insane. 
Uh, Winston does like a song and dance thing right before, uh, Andres does his spin, uh, and it's fucking hilarious. Uh, if you guys, I'll be honest, I really kind of hope they clip out Winston's little song and dance thing, uh, and stick it on that quick clips, uh, channel. I might have to send a, send a tweet out to Christian. And Christian, if you're, if you're watching this by any random chance, I doubt it, but you never know. Uh, Get that clip of Winston uh, doing his little song and dance before Andres has been uh, up on that channel. I think it, it was hilarious. I absolutely loved it. So Andres spins the Phantom Menace. Phantom Menace is one of those movies that a lot of people do not like. Uh, but Andres confident in it and stays. It's just like I was saying, you know, like these players, they're confident in all this stuff. Uh, at least most of them. And so it's, 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 it's when you get to things like, like droids or uh, vehicles, like those weird ones that aren't movie specific, where they're almost like a mixed bag in something else. You know what I mean? Where you could, it could be from any movie. Uh, those are tend to be the ones where you see people spin away from a bit more. Um, you know, it's just, it's just because of the uncertainty of what could be in there. The, the instead of narrowing it down to the one movie, it's a bit more. But so I get that. But anyways, he gets Phantom S, and just like Di Melanda, he gets a perfect round, staying right there with him, keeping that two point gap, not letting, uh, not giving Di Melanda an inch uh, on that. Uh, and these these guys are dangerous; they really are, man. They are just dangerous in this league. So normally, this would be the the last round, but because it's a number one contenders match. Round three is a betting round. So uh, we get the category of heroes and villains. So this was another, this is one of the ones like I was talking about where it's kind of like a mixed bag type of thing. You know, heroes and villains literally be anything from any movie. Uh, and with this, with that, with this digital wheel, I've noticed a lot of times uh, it lands like right on the line. Um, and, you know, Christian will say, oh, it's just barely over to the other side. And I'm just like, dude, dude. I feel like that just causes more controversy. I, I, I personally, you are the chairman. You, that, that's cool. You do, you do you. Uh, me personally, if there's even a question that it's on with it being on the line, just spin it again. Personally, that's, that's, that's on me. I know in the past, you have allowed people to choose from one side or the other. Uh, when it's been right on the line, you, you I've seen it happen. You've allowed them to choose. Um, but personally, I would just respin that sucker per, I, I, I'm just saying. I, that's what I would do. Granted, I don't run this show. You do. So you do you. I'm just a guy sitting on the internet on his couch with his stitch poster in the back. That's all. So you do you. All right. So both Andres and DiMonta wager three points here. And they get it right. Keeping that gap right there. It's another perfect round. I, I call this a perfect round, not just because they both got it right, but because they both wagered the uh, full amount of three. So another perfect round. So that's three perfect rounds in a row for Anthony Melanta. 24 to 22 coming out of that. And now we get into round four, and this is the speed round. Now, normally, when you're in studio at a live event, whatever, uh, they use buzzers. You know, So it's five questions. You buzz in. That, that's that's what it is. You know, you get two seconds to answer. Um, and instead, what they did is they dropped one person out of the stream. The other person that is still in gets 
10 questions and 60 seconds to answer as many of those questions as they can. Um, they were not allowed repeats. Uh, they were not allowed um, challenges, I believe. Um, but you could pass. But if you got a question wrong, you would lose a point. But if you passed, you would not lose a point. It would just come back around to you and you can keep passing as, as much as you want. Um, so, uh, which I thought was interesting. Um, but as we were getting into this round, after the rules were all kind of gone over, Winston tried to challenge uh, that round three question. Now, he did this before um, where, you know, he tried to challenge a question, a, a round two question in round, like at the beginning of round three. Um, and again, I, I, they were like, that round is over. You should have done it then. You know, uh, it, I, I don't know what the challenge was going to be, but he tried to challenge it. They denied it. And I get, you know, he, he's trying, but he, he needs to be quicker on it. And I don't know if it was the same situation where uh, the last time this happened, he was trying to challenge from the, the private chat, but, you know, they didn't see it, I guess, or whatever. Uh, and so I don't know. But again, got denied. So, so Andrew DiMolanta was able to go first since he was in the lead. Uh, he opted to go first and netted a total of six points. He uh, was able to answer seven of these questions, but he missed one, so he lost a point from that. Uh, Andres went up next, netted again, also six points. These guys are like two in the same almost, you know what I mean? It's ridiculous. So he wound up getting eight questions and wound up missing two so you know we wind up having a score of 30 to 28 in favor of Di Melanta. uh you know Andre's still within that two points you know and hey I think that's uh that that shows just how good most of these guys are you know they're neck and neck real close to one another 30 to 28 already and we still got round five to go now I just kind of just want to talk about the speed round a little bit i thought it was really really interesting um this whole 10 question thing the only problem that i have with it is that i think they rushed too much uh like tallying and stuff they just like plowed through the answers like what they should have done is go through the question go through those answers a little slower so you can really hear them uh understand you know what i mean and then Make sure that you got the because they had they had messed up at one point uh, and said that Andres had gotten I think I think they said Andres had gotten seven points so he was up by a point but then they went back and said that he didn't it's like I, I understand this is the first time doing it uh, I hope that for the next time that this this type of uh, match kind of goes down which probably trying to think of when the next one would even be because they haven't the next one that's scheduled uh i think is roca Irwin. i don't know if they'll place one of the others uh before that i don't know but i think as of right now i think the next number one contenders match is roca Irwin on july 31st so i'm hoping that uh, they do a bit of a better job with the speed round during that match. So, so let me get into round five. 
Andres blanks on Darth Maul for his two pointer, and I was like, "Oh no!" Uh, I was I was so like I was rooting for him. Like I love Andrew DiMarco, but the, the, Andres was just killing it. And I was like, I couldn't help but but root for this guy, you know. And so like when he missed that Darth Maul question, I was like, "Oh man!" Now he's down essentially four points, you know. He was already down by two, and then he's just lost the opportunity to get two more points. Luckily for him, he does get his three, which pushes it back over to DiMolanta, who gets his two. That then again pushes it back over to Ace, who has to answer his five, which luckily for him, he nails his five. Uh, now, at this point, DiMolanta only needs his five to, to, to win. His three is just uh, what they tend to like call like icing on the cake. Uh, so he he gets the three, but then as he's trying to answer the five, you know, he asks for his JTE, and then he just kind of yeah, he has one JTE left uh, rule left, I believe, and he just gives up. Like I, I understand, he maybe he just he just did not know it, and he just and he just knew it, he wasn't going to pull it. And unfortunately, that does happen. I've seen it happen a lot, but it's still like it. It kind of made me. It was, I was a little disappointed that he he got so upset with himself. It, so, it felt like that he just kind of threw in the towel without without trying, without throwing that last JT rule out, and just trying to maybe see in that last second, maybe something would have would have popped. Who knows? You never know. But unfortunately, that's not what happened. You know, he he ran the gauntlet through this thing, and it and realistically, it came down to that. And now it's like. Maybe if he had gotten uh, more, you know, a couple of questions extra in that speed round, um, if he hadn't, uh, the one that he missed, if he had actually gotten it right, uh, he would have actually been in the lead here. And he, it would have forced Ace, or it, it, Ace would have actually lost because Ace had already answered his five. Um, and so if if he had gotten... Because what did he? He only missed the one, right? Yeah, he missed one. If he had gotten that one that he missed correct, it would have been a two point swing the other way, and he would have actually won this game. So, really, it's like I said with the Star Wars division, one miss can screw you over big time. Like you have to be elite in this division, and I do believe that he is uh, an elite player. You know, I know that when he first came into this uh, this tournament, he talked about you know having you know no wins, and and that doesn't show his true potential, his true knowledge base. Um, and yeah, I agree. You know the uh, the stats in the Star Wars division don't show your true potential, at least the the base stats when you're just looking at wins and losses, because in this match, you look at it, and you're like, well, Andrew DiMolanta lost. But then you're like, yeah, by one, po- one point with three perfect rounds. Like, that's not, like, no. that th- He has nothing to hang his head about. And I tweeted this out. You know, he is one of the absolute best players in the league, I think. Now, I understand that people are like, oh, well, he, he's only in Star Wars. But I'm talking about as a player, 
not as oh somebody who can go and do all of the the division or yeah, all of the divisions, but as a player in his league even, but as a player, he's one of the best. Now it's like I, I say, okay, Michael Jordan, one of the greatest athletes. Now I'm not saying that he's going to be great at fucking tennis. I I don't know, but he's still one of the greatest athletes to ever play a sport. And Di Melanta is one of the greatest players to ever play the the schmodown. I mean, it, it, there's no ifs ands or buts about it. He just is. He always has been. And and I think he will continue to be, whether he wins a belt or not. I, I don't. That won't. Uh, that that's not going to. To me, that will not take away uh, any of that. Uh, for you know, in my eyes, personally. So uh, with uh, Andres winning this thirty six to thirty five, he goes now goes on to face uh, Alex Damon at the spectacular this December. Uh, and he picks up an extra three points for swag. Now, this guy went from a play-in match to becoming the number one contender in the Star Wars division. He is the only player to ever be undefeated. He is now 4-0. He is the Second player ever to get four wins in Star Wars. And if he beats Alex Damon in December, he will tie Damon's five-win streak. But the difference being, he will have done it undefeated. And that is a huge thing. You know, if he can if he can win it, and then... Because if... No matter what happens... um. Andre or uh, Andrew Dumont is getting a, a a title shot that was already announced. Uh, that was announced during during all of this. Harloff revealed that that he would get a title shot if Damon loses. Damon will get his rematch because he'll be owed that rematch, and then Andrew will get the winner of that. If Damon retains, then Andrew will get his match against Damon. So, if Andres beats Damon and goes 5-0 and and then retains against Damon and is then 6-0. and He will have the highest record of all time in Star Wars. And then he will be going up against Andrew DiMolanta. And think about what it would be for Andrew to then win the title off of the only undefeated person in the Star Wars division, the person with the most wins of all time, the longest winning streak of all time, that would be huge. It will be a lot of pressure, but it will be a defining moment in Andrew DiMolanta's career in this league. And I am so pumped for whenever that match happens, because it is going to be fantastic. Uh, now, that's assuming that uh, Andres can beat Damon twice. Um, I kind of, just for that story, I kind of really hope it happens. You know what I mean? Uh, like, I love Alex Damon, but I've just just to see Di Melanta versus Andres again and, and at those stakes, 
oh, I would love that. Uh, and, and I'll be honest, I want to know what you guys think. So, uh, again, there's my Twitter, uh, at MovieBlogMurph. Let me know. Are you interested? Like, is that something that you would, like, really like to see? Or are you, like, ride, ride or die Alex Damon? Uh, you know, either way, let me know. All right. So, Swag now has two number one contenders uh, for titles. We've got uh, Chandru facing Mike for the Inner Geekdom title in August. Uh, and now Ace facing Damon uh, for the Star Wars title in December. It's fantastic, man. Swag's doing great stuff. Uh, and the Star Wars tourney, it is official, will return next year, uh, as well as some virtual matches, even if they're back in studio, Christian said. He said this will help to you can get new competitors in, people who uh, it's hard for them to get. Uh, you know, like somebody like Saul, for instance. You know, it might not be the easy. He lives in New York might not be the easiest thing to get to California, even when everything is okay okay enough to, to be doing that, to be in studio and all this other stuff. So, uh, you know, I think that'll be interesting to have a little mixture of stu- in-studio, live events, uh, some virtual, and bringing back that Star Wars tournament, which is great because you were getting like maybe three or four Star Wars matches a year. This tournament gave us four six seven so seven just for the tournament plus the title match in in uh in december so that's eight you know it resulted in eight star wars matches which is more than we pretty much ever see in in a year so uh, i think that that's great the only problem is i it makes me sad that you get this tournament and then nothing for the next five months uh, in the Star Wars, so like, part of me wishes it was spaced out a bit more, um, or, or I mean, I'm not saying, not necessarily saying bigger, but I mean, if they got more Star Wars competitors, sure, make it a a 16 seed tournament. I, I'd be okay with that, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens next year. All right, so now it is time for match number two. Uh, and that one is John Humphrey versus the Barbarian. That's right. Quirky Mercs and the Finstock Exchange going at it. Yeah, I, I'm excited. I, I was, I was, I was rooting for, for Humphrey, but at the same time, still rooting for the Barbarian. Cause I, I like both these guys a lot. They're both awesome dudes. Uh, and I know, like, I think I put it on, I think, uh, when, Saul tweeted out, uh, you know, like who you got. He put out put out a tweet like that. Um, I said, you know, I, I'm pretty sure the barbarian is going to take this, but I just can't help but root for John Humphrey. This I, I like him so much. The real rejects are are great. Him and Greg are fantastic. So like, I I just I couldn't help it. Um, and okay, so I've noticed something that they have been doing on these inner geekdom matches. They Christian puts the he like mentions the the rankings and he put they they put like an image of the faction rankings uh, up up there and during this match they're incorrect you know um, like I understand like you had to have known but doing pre tape and planning to do live Star Wars matches that these aren't gonna be accurate um so I, I don't know I just I found it weird that they that they did that. Um, I don't, 
I mean, obviously it would be difficult to do it any other way because this match drops before the Star Wars match um, on, on Patreon. So I just, I think, honestly, just leave him out at that point. Um, only put him, maybe put him in the Friday one, but don't be, don't try not to get too specific about anything. Just like, you know, and here are the rankings. You see where this team is. You see where this team is, you know, you know, uh, let's see what happens. You know, something, something simple. And, I, and I've heard him do that. I think he might've done that in the, in the other, the next match after this. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it, it gets a little weird when you're looking at it and just, it, it kind of almost like it shows you that this, these are not done in order, essentially, you know. Unfortunately, that's just the way it is. Okay, so I will say this. Um, with this virtual thing, the one thing that I really, really miss are the uh, entrances. You know, you get some stellar entr- entrances, for, especially from people like, you know, like William Bibiani. Like, I, I miss stuff like that. But the Barbarian, he does, you know, some really good stuff i think uh for being in a ver- he tries and that's what i like about it he really does try to give something some sort of entrance of, of something um even if it's just something small him coming in from the other room and doing his thing starting to say i i it's fantastic I, I love it i love it uh he's he's such a fun dude to watch and i love that he gives the effort to do that all right so we're getting to round one uh, and they messed up the faction card here during uh, John's entrance. They showed the Finstock Exchange uh, card, which was, you know, obviously what was there for the Barbarian. Uh, but it didn't get, apparently get switched out when um, John went up because they, oops, showed him as a member of the Finstock Exchange. Not accurate. Uh, so, okay, we get in round one. A couple questions go by. We get to question number three. Mark makes the comment, more time for us to vamp. Because Christian says that he's going to give them 20 seconds. Mark's like, oh, hey, more time for us to vamp. And Christian follows quickly with a, no, I'd like them to be able to think. And then the look on Mark's face, he just he's looked completely defeated after that. Like, oh, well, fuck me, kind of. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, it... <laughs> I was, I, I understand Christian gets a little testy about certain things. Um, I don't know if this match was maybe filmed the same time as the Ben, like the same day as that Ben Goddard match, uh, where the spawn from with the bird call. But, uh, I don't know, man. I, I, he was just, he was just, you know, he's just joking around, but I, I don't know. I, th- I think sometimes it gets a little too, whoa, man. Uh, yeah, so, I don't know. Let me know what you guys think. Uh, I'm going to put this up here again. Merc with a movie blog. Right there. Twitter, at movie blog. Merc, that is right. I hope you guys can do that. Uh, speaking of Merc with a movie blog, here is my logo. <laughs> Forgot to put that up there. Uh, so, yeah. This was actually a really hard round to watch. Uh, Barbarian did pretty well. You know, he got eight points here. Solid. Definitely. However, John Humphrey, not so much. I don't know what happened here. Uh, this was not his day. You know, I've seen that with him before. You know, come off something high. You know, he'll do really good. And then not so great. You know, it happens, unfortunately. Um, I do think he's still, you know, uh, good 
in in this league, but I don't know what it was here. Just it just wasn't his day, you know. Like I mean, I've seen Christian score. I think it was like seven points in a, in a whole match and get knocked out, you know. So I mean, even the best players have a shit day. Uh, and this just happened to be uh, John Humphreys. He only got four points in round one. That's rough. Uh, so we get into round two. Barbarian spins Wizarding World and sticks with it. Uh, I mean, he gets... Okay, I'll say this. He does answer all his questions. However, he has to go to multiple choice three times, so he loses three points there, only gets a seven total uh, in his round two. Um, it's not great. It's okay. You know, it's fine. And if this if this were a higher level match, if this were a number one contenders match, a title match, any of that type of stuff, this uh this would not this would not do eight in round one, you know, seven in round two. That's out of a possible twenty one. You got so you left six points on the board, really, and that that can sink you. It really, really can, especially with some of these uh top tier players, you know, um. So, yeah, he, like I said, 7 out of 10 points, no misses. So, John not able to get any steals here. Uh, but John gets up, spins uh, Marvel. And then uh, after much debate with Koi, respins and lands on Middle Earth. Uh, again, not great here. 6 out of 10 points. He also had to go to multiple choice three times. Uh, but he did miss one. But uh, thankfully for him, I guess, uh, Barbarian not able to get the steal here. So we come out of round two, 15 to 10. Oh, man. Not great from either player. Really not. But then we get into round three. And I don't know what was going on with John today. Again, four points in round one. Only six points in round two. And then he missed all three of his round three questions. And it breaks my heart when something like that happens. And he gets knocked out, or TKO, technically. Um, 15 to 10. A big four points for the exchange here with that TKO. Barbarian takes it. And you know what? Congrats to the Barbarian, man. You know, he he pulled out. He didn't have to even do anything in round three. Um, But, again, you know, some stuff you, you might need to brush up on that Wizarding World. Maybe brush up a little bit. Uh, Middle Earth, you know, you missed that steal. Maybe brush up a little bit on it, you know. Especially since you're moving into the next the next uh, uh, round of this tournament. You know, it, it's definitely a good idea. So, All right, so now it is time for the final match. And that is Brandon the Not-Man Hannah. Versus Alex the Demon Damon. That's right. If you know me, you know I like to bust uh, Brandon Hanna's balls all over Twitter. <laughs> it is fantastic. Um, you can check out all my ball busting right there at Movie Blog Merc. I uh, actually I'll leave that up for a little bit. Uh, <laughs> I posted one. Uh, I remember if it was earlier today or if it was yesterday. Where uh, Brandon had posted a, like essentially it was a picture of himself from one of his promos, and uh, it was like not every man can. I don't remember what the hell it said, but I I, I edited. I, I just like fixed this. 
uh, essentially making fun of him, saying about all these, all, you know, the losses that he's had. And uh, I just like busting his balls. It's really fun, you know. Uh, I, 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 I've had limited interaction with him prior to this character change, um, and he's always been, you know, a nice dude. And so he's really leaning into this character, and I dig it. Uh, I, I didn't at first. I really didn't. But, uh, I've been having a fun time, like I said, just kind of busting his balls a bit. And, uh, yeah. Whether, he, I don't know how he takes it, you know, in his personal, but, uh, I hope he doesn't take it too hard. It's all fun and games, dude. Alright, so Alex Damon versus Brandon Hanna. Okay, Ken. At the beginning of this, we see a, a, the pro, uh, the promo about, um, the Droogs choosing a new manager. There was a vote. Uh, Ken was the only one who didn't vote. Uh, and so he, he, you know, Christian's like, okay, I need your vote. He votes for the barbarian. And so like he, Christian tallies up all the votes. Obviously, Brandon Hanna voted for himself, which I still want to know from Christian. If, if Brandon Hanna were to have become the manager, does that mean he would not be competing anymore? I mean, the new manager started during this match with Brandon Hanna. So, like, by your own rules, you stated at the beginning of the season, managers do not play. The only reason Robert Meyer Burnett played was because Ben Bateman chose him because of a stipulation that he had that he could literally pick anybody. It was the only reason you specifically said that. You said that that was the only reason that he was, that he was playing in a match against Guy. And that he would not play any other matches because he's a manager. Managers do not play. Okay. So, and I understand you're saying that this is an interim now. You know, you're using the term interim manager. But still, manager is a manager is a manager. Okay. Anyways. So, tells it all up. And, of course, it's Ken. Uh, I called this uh, like a week or two ago. Uh, I, I don't remember what it was. It might have been two weeks ago. I don't know. Whenever uh, it was the Ken's Star... It was a couple of weeks ago, yeah. Uh, with Ken's Star Wars match. Uh, when uh, Brandon was, was there as his manager. I was like, you know what? They got to make Ken the manager. It would be hilarious, especially because Brandon's the one who wants to be the manager. And so uh, it, it was. And uh, Ken is amazing on the mic. And so getting to hear him just do his thing. Is great, and uh, I I really enjoyed uh, being able to kind of see that because I'd seen that promo before uh, before I watched the match. It was, they had put it up online, uh, so I was just seeing it during like at the beginning of this match. I was like, okay, that's cool. I like that they put this here. Um, now that brings up then the question, and, and I guess it's really not a question because it doesn't matter. You know, with it being Ken, it doesn't matter because there are no more Star Wars matches for him to play in. So even if he was, even if Christian was changing that rule and allowing managers to play, there's only going to be one more Star Wars match, and that's the title match. So the Ken's nowhere near it anyway. So it does not matter. Um, we'll see what happens next year if he remains the manager. If they pick somebody else, I, who knows? I don't know because uh, you know I don't know if he would even want to be in the Star Wars tournament again. You know, he didn't didn't really seem like necessarily wanted to be in it. Um, you know, I don't know. We'll see. But it didn't really matter because Brandon said that he didn't want Ken there as his manager anyways. 
He said he would manage himself. And Ken was like, you know what? If he doesn't want me here, I'll go, I'll go take the day off. Uh, and so he did. So Brandon uh, managed himself for this match. Whether that was a good idea, I don't know. But uh, probably not. I'm just saying. So we get into round one, and we get through most of these questions, and then we land on the last question. And the last question is about the movie The Green Hornet. Uh, if you're unfamiliar, that is the Seth Rogen uh, film about uh, the character of The Green Hornet. It's been a long time since I've seen it, and I do not remember the plot. Anyways, Hannah does not have the answer for this question, but Alex does. And Hannah challenges the question, saying that this is not an inner geekdom movie. It is not based off a comic book. It started as a radio show, etc., blah, blah, blah. He says it should not even be in this in this division. Uh, Christian overrules this uh, challenge because uh, this movie came in through uh, the category of mixed bag. So it could be anything. Um, that it could be anything. I mean, it has to be something within the inner geekdom uh, world. It was on their list of potential movies to be asked uh, about that all competitors received for the start of the season. Now, obviously, we are not privy to that, but you know, him as as an inner geekdom player, he would have gotten this list. And if he had had a problem with it, he should have said it then. I'm just saying, shouldn't have waited till it came up in a match. You know, he, he just, he should have said it then. Or, you know what? Deal with it. If it's on the fucking list, watch the fucking movie. If you're going to be in the Inner Geekdom League, watch the fucking movie then. Make sure you know it. Don't be a little crybaby bitch about it. <laughs> like, hashtag crybaby bitch. I might have to use that. Just saying. All right. So Alex regains the tie here after... uh uh, missing some questions earlier in the round, and they wrap it up eight to eight. You know, both of them missing two questions in this round. I mean, like I said with the Star Wars one, missing a couple questions in Inner Geekdom, you can still do really well. Missing a couple questions in round one of Star Wars, that's not as that's not as good. And now, granted, it's not a death sentence, but if you miss two. Three questions in round one of Star Wars, probably not going to win that match. Just saying. Probably not going to win that match. <clears throat> but this is inner geekdom, so let's continue. Uh, we get into round number two. Brandon spins Spinner's Choice. He gets exactly what he would want, Spinner's Choice, and takes Star Trek. And does great. You know? Great man. Great round for the not man. He gets 10 out of 10. Bravo. You know Star Trek. Well done. What else do you know, kid? Alex then gets up, spins Middle Earth, and he sticks with it. Now you might be like, huh, Middle Earth? Really? Well, if you were paying attention during this match, he stated earlier that Middle Earth is another one of those categories, like Star Wars, that he absolutely loves. If there's one other category other than Star Wars, it's Middle Earth. And he landed on it. And damn, if he didn't destroy that round, 10 out of 10. Whew, two perfect rounds here for these guys. Fantastic stuff. Uh, 18 to 18, going into round number three. 
nail biter here. You know, a lot of people rooting for for Hannah to lose. A lot of people want to see if Alex can uh, really succeed outside of the Star Wars division. Well, so far for Alex, he's doing a damn good job here. Even if he were to lose, he's doing a damn good job. Hannah, however, has a lot more to lose, I feel like, here. You know, uh, he's the one who's been touting how great he is. That 80% uh, accuracy record. Yeah. And I'll give him this. He re- retains that that accuracy record. So we get in round three. Alex misses his uh, three point question. Miss Desmarker. I was I that question came up and I screamed it in my living room. I was like, Miss Desmarker. I was so shocked he didn't get that. <laughs> uh, uh, but then he nails his five, which was funny enough. Star Wars. So I thought that was kismet. You know, perfect. He got Star Wars for his five. However, for Brandon Hanna. He did not get his five. And Alex, the Demon Damon, wins this match 25 to 23, giving the Rockstars another three points. Man, and Hannah, just full of excuses here after the match, you know, blaming all kinds of stuff. Dude, you lost. Just deal with it. Go brush up. Go watch the Green Hornet. It's going to pop up again, I guarantee you. Go watch the Green Hornet. Just, just. Do what you got to do and stop being a hashtag crybaby bitch. All right. And uh, I, speaking of hashtags, uh, real quick, I sent out uh, a hashtag to Brendan Hannah. Hashtag 80% couldn't get it done. And I still agree with that. So that is all of the matches uh, for this past week. So right now we have the current uh, Inner Geekdom sta- uh, tournament standings right here. So we have the Barbarian moving on to round number three along. Ooh, I, uh, ooh that's wrong. Uh, I accidentally put Brandon Hanna there. Hey, Brandon Hanna, in, a, in some other dimension, you are the winner here. That, that is a mistake. <laughs> I'll have to fix that for next time. Uh, it's actually supposed to be Alex Damon uh, over there, but you know who actually won. Just go back and watch the match. So Alex Damon and the Barbarian will both move on to round three. And uh, then we've got Chance Ellison and Robert Parker and Eric Zipper and Mike Kalinowski still to play this coming weekend, which I'll get into uh, in a little bit. Uh, those matches will happen, and then it'll be on. To round number three. All right. And then I wanted to uh, kind of break down some of the faction standings real quick before we get into some uh, other stuff uh, for the end of the show. So here are the current faction standings. We have the Finstock Exchange. Keeping keep hold of that number one spot with 29 points. Swag in second with 22 points. They are creeping up real close, and they've got a uh, lead above the den, who's in number three, by seven. So, uh, yeah, like I said, the number three is the den with 15. Number four is the Rock Stars with 12 points. Number five is Corruption with 11. Number six is the Dungeon, also with 11. And if you're wondering, well, wait, they both have 11. Does that mean that they're actually tied? No, it's because Corruption and the Dungeon, yes, they played the same amount of matches, 
but Corruption has more wins. Uh, so they may have played the same amount of matches, they may have the same amount of points, but Corruption has more wins, and that's what actually uh, kind of puts you ahead. Even even if uh, the dungeon has, you know, the, the two KOs, as you can see, uh, and Corruption doesn't have any KOs, it's the it's the wins that actually put you ahead of someone else when you're tied. Uh, and as you can see here, Burning Droogs with nine points and the Quirky Mercs with nine. But the the Droogs have played eight and won four, whereas the Mercs have played nine and won three. Even though they got two KOs, that win rate is is, is not is not great. Droogs have a have a fifty percent win rate, whereas the the Mercs have a thirty three percent win rate. So. And then you have the usual suspects stuck in last place because uh, they have been out of the tournament for a bit now uh, with seven points. Hopefully for them, they'll uh, make up some points coming up here. Um, we'll see. I, I know they've got uh, the match coming up with uh, Ethan soon. So uh, hopefully for them, they'll be able to uh, get some extra points in there. All right. So now. Uh, now all the matches are done. I want to talk about the upcoming singles tournament. So all of all thirty six of the singles tournament competitors have been announced, and I'm going to bring up the graphic right now. And here we go. So we have got for the Finstock Exchange, Mark Riley and the Barbarian are set. Then we've got Dan Merle and John Roca, who. Maybe in and a possibility of Sabrina, uh, of Sabrina Ramirez. Now I will explain. Um, because of the upcoming title matches, the number one contender matches, the title matches, whatever. So if Dan Merle is the, remains the champion going into this uh, tournament, Sabrina will take his spot. If John Roca is the champion, Sabrina will take his spot. And if Ethan Irwin is the champion, Sabrina is not in the tournament. It will be Riley, Barbarian, Merle, and Roca. Okay. So, uh, I'm going to actually jump over, since I mentioned Ethan, I'm going to jump over to the, uh, if you look at the bottom uh, right-hand corner, the usual suspects. We have Sabri uh, Sabina Graves, Matt Ashley, Robert Montano, and Ethan Irwin with... Uh, an asterisk with Jen Kemp. So, I had said before, uh, you know, if Ethan Irwin is the champion, then Sab Sab Sabrina Ramirez is out, okay? If Ethan Irwin is not the champion, and, you know, either Dan or Roca is, then Jen Kemp will be. Or, uh, sorry, no, if Ethan is the champion, Jen Kemp will be in this tournament. So, if Ethan is the champ, Sabrina is out, and Jen is in. If Ethan is not the champ, then Jen is out, and Sabrina is in. So, you know, it it, it works it works that way. Uh, we'll we'll see what happens. You know, you got to have backup, so I get it. Um, now, right before I I got on here, I had already made this graphic, and I had I had already made the graphic, and I had had Mike Kalinowski as TBD because that's what it said. Um, but then I saw, thankfully, I watched um, the clip on, on Quick Clips 
and it said that uh, they they made this announcement, which I'll talk about then. But essentially, Mike Kalinowski is now confirmed to be in this tournament. Corruption will have Chance Ellison, Marisol McKee, Adam Collins, and Mike Kalinowski. Then we have, I'm going to go back over to the Den, Paul Preston, James White, Rachel Silvestrini, and Tom. For swag, we got Lon Harris, Frank Moran, Paul Oyama, and Liz Shannon Miller. For the Quirky Mercs, we have William Bibiani, Brendan Meyer, Perry Nemeroff, that's right, Perry, and Tim Franco. For the Burning Droogs, we got Alonzo Duralde, Bonnie Somerville, Jader Paramo, and Whitney Seibold. I do find it a little interesting. Um, no Brandon Hanna in the singles. Uh, I don't know if he didn't want to be in the singles or or, or what, but uh, I just find it interesting because now he's. I don't know if he's got a team. Uh, I'd have to I'd have to look that up. I honestly don't remember if he's on a on a team, but uh, if not, then that means he's done for the season. He's completely out for the season. Oh, well, if that's the case, I, I don't know. So then we got uh, The Dungeon with Vinny Mancuso, Video Drew, Eric Zipper, and Andres Galagos. And for the rock stars, Mark Andreco, Jeff Snyder, David Del Rio, and Jim Vavita. Some great, great stuff going in here. Uh, now, you may notice with the usual suspects, there's no Andrew Guy. Well... I'll get to that in a little bit. All right. So, speaking of singles tournament stuff, on, uh, I think it was on Backstage, or it was, it was either on Backstage or SEN Live, um, some of the play-in matches and the uh, normal round one singles tournament matches were uh, announced. So, actually, all four of the play-in matches were announced. And then six of the um, other matches as well. All right, here we go. So we've got Frank Moran versus James White with the winner playing William Bibiani. Marisol McKee versus Bonnie Somerville with the winner playing Paul Oyama. Andres Galagos versus... Adam Collins. It says here with the winner playing either Merle or Roca, but I mean, yeah, so I mean, one of them is there. So what happens if they're both like if Ethan wins, okay? And they're both in the tournament. What happens? You know? What happens? Uh, who's they gonna, who are they gonna play? Who's that person gonna play? I don't know. Um, I don't know how that's gonna work. They're, they're gonna have to figure something out, I guess. But then we've got Vinny Mancuso, versus either Jen Kemp or Sabrina Ramirez. So and again, if uh you know if Roca wins, it's gonna be Merle, uh and then it'll be Sabrina in the other match. And if Merle wins it'll be Roca and then Sabrina in that other match. But if it's Ethan who's the champ, it'll be Jen Kemp and then either Roca or Merle, but we don't know which one. So and then what does the other player do? Like, are they still like? Are they gonna have a match? Like, what? What? Where? Where are they placed? Uh, we don't know that. I kind of hope that um, with this play-in match, that because it wasn't listed uh, where I found it. Um, I'm assuming 
that with the Vinny Mancuso versus either Jen Kemp or Sabrina Ramirez, uh, the winner of that will be, will play either, uh, Merle Roca or, um, Ethan. I would assume, like, I don't know. Uh, it's just, I, I assume it would be one of them. Depending on who, who wins. Cause like I said, you know, yeah. I don't know. All right. So then other matches scheduled for this. We have Lon Harris versus Sabina Graves, Brendan Meyer versus Alonzo Duralde, which I gotta say, I'm actually pretty. I'm looking forward to that match. Yeah, I think that sounds fantastic. Tim Franco versus Tom Jader Paramo versus Jim Vavita, Mark Riley versus Video Drew. I think that'll be an interesting match. And Rachel Silvestrini versus Liz Shannon Miller, two very strong female competitors. I'm I'm pumped to see that. Uh, I, I always love seeing them get showcased like that, uh, cause people like to shit on, on the, the women of this league. And, uh, I, I think it'd be nice to see two strong, capable, uh, women in this league duking it out and, uh, showing that, you know, shit, this is in everybody league. You know what I mean? So fuck all you haters. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of this fandom. If you're going to treat people like dirt. Fuck off. That's what I gotta say about that. Great matches. Great matches. Alright. Okay, so. Coming up soon. We have got. The Skybound Expo. July 18th and 19th. Which will include. An Inner Geekdom Tournament match. Uh, a live. Uh, or an SEN Live episode. Will be uh, part of this as well. And. Uh, for that Inner Geekdom Tournament match, we will be getting Chance Ellison versus Robert Parker on Saturday the 18th. So, all this week, Monday through Friday, no Schmodown. This is an empty week. Saturday is when you get your first thing, and that's uh, 3.30 p.m. PDT on Sky, during Skybound Expo on their YouTube channel and I believe their Facebook page as well. You can watch it. Um, then uh, later on at 5 p.m. on the YouTube channel, on uh, the SEN YouTube channel, you can watch the Ellison Parker match. And then the following day on Sunday, we will get at 2 o'clock on, YouTube, on the SEN YouTube channel, the Mike Kalinowski versus Eric Zipper match. These are the last two matches in uh, round two. And we'll, uh, you know, finish up what we got for what we need to uh, see for round three. Uh, we'll finally know who will be facing who in round three, what the final two matches will be for that, who the final four are, and uh, what we can expect going forward. Uh, we also, coming up soon, have John Roca versus Ethan Irwin in a number one contenders match. Like I've talked about, the winner will face Dan Merle with an undercard. A final exam versus D13. So they're starting team stuff, which is fantastic. And then on that's on July 31st. Uh, and the, this is a, a throwdown. So it's a live event. So it's not live as in you can go and see it live. It's live like how the Star Wars matches have been live on Twitch. This will be live on uh, Patreon where you can, um, you know, pay. If you're if you're a patron, you know, $10 and a patron, you'll, you'll get it. And you can pay. I think it's, I think he said it was $4.99. Uh, if, if you're not a patron, you can just pay to watch the events. 
and, and you can get your tickets at theshmodownlive.com. And that's on July 31st. And then the following week on August 7th, it'll be the Inner Geekdom Championship match. Kevin Smets versus Chandru Dandapani with an undercard of The Pride versus either Final Exam or Deep 13, whoever wins uh, uh, that match from the 31st. So, and again, that's another uh, Schmodown Throwdown Live event. I am pretty pumped for that. I hope you guys are too. Uh, let me know. I'm going to pop this up another time. Here it is. Hashtag at Movie Blog Merc. Let me know who you got. You know, are you rooting for uh, Roka or Ethan? Who you got there? Uh, what about between Smets and, and Chandra? Who you got? Uh, and heck, even even with these tag matches, Final Exam and Deep 13, and then, you know, the winner of that going on to face the Pride, let me know who you are hoping will win these matches. All right. Then, I, as I was going through the quick clips, which I'm glad I did, I caught this little bit uh, about Andrew Guy. Okay. Haven't seen him in a bit. Uh, dude looks like a mess now. <laughs> uh, I'm sure he's doing that on purpose. Uh, he's spouting out about the Shmominati. You know, the Illuminati of the Shmodown, the Shmominati. So apparently Andrew Guy had agreed to sit out the tournament uh, for a ma- guaranteed match against Mike Kalinowski, which would lead to a n- number one contender match against Ben Bateman. Mike pulled the fast one and backed out of this match. Uh, and then right after, Shannon announced that he would be officially entering the singles tournament. So now guys like, well, what, 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 what's going on? I was, I was told I pulled out of this tournament so that I could get this shot. You know what I mean? And not, now he doesn't get that shot. So Christian's like, you know what? No, no, no. Don't, don't worry about it. Uh, if, as long as you both agree to it. Ben Bateman versus Andrew Guy for a number one contenders match. And they both agreed to it. And yes, Andrew Guy, it is a digital wheel. Sorry, you're just going to have to deal. Uh, but now you, you, you bypassed Mike Kalinowski. You don't even have to worry about him. You get that number one contenders match. Uh, I don't know when that's going to happen, but we at some point will get Andrew Guy versus Ben Bateman in a number one contenders match, and uh, it will be something to talk about, man. Uh, Yeah. And then one final uh, tidbit. The horror exhibition match has uh, officially dropped. Mark Andrako, William Bibiani, Mark Riley, and Dead Meats, Chelsea, uh, Rebecca, and James Janis. Check that out, man. I love the horror ones. They they usually do them in October. I'm I'm shocked that they did this one so early. Um, I'm just shocked that they didn't just hold this one off till October. Uh, but I, I'm pretty excited to, I haven't watched yet. I think it just dropped, uh, either yesterday or today. Um, and, and I'm pumped. I'm pumped to watch it. And, uh, unfortunately, uh, we're not supposed to do, uh, stuff like this. So like breakdowns about the, uh, exhibition matches. Um, I don't currently have a Patreon yet. Plus, I don't know if you would want, <laughs> because like you may be a patron of mine, but not of, of theirs. So. Um, I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to do that to them. So, uh, I will, I will, once I watch it, I'll give you my thoughts, like quick thoughts, but no spoilers. But, uh, yeah, uh, just go and become a patron, man. Even if you, even if you are just a dollar, one dollar, you eventually get to watch all these exhibition matches and they're fucking fantastic matches. They're some of the best matches that you'll ever see. 
maybe not all of them, but some of them are some of the best matches that you will ever see. Like the the Jurassic Park match between Perry and Cody, the Iron it was, it was an Iron Man match. Oh my god, it's one of my absolute favorite matches of all time. Definitely, you guys need to need to check that out. Uh, I know that he dropped some of those matches on on the YouTube channel. So I don't know if that one was one of them. If it is, fucking check it out because it's free. If it's not, dollar one fucking dollar, and you can go and watch that. All right, so. That that wraps up everything for me. I uh, am Josh the Merc Rainer. You have been listening to Talking Schmodown. Uh, be sure to check me out right there on Twitter at Movie Blog Merc. Also follow me on Facebook and YouTube at Merc with a Movie Blog. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Movie Blog Merc. I don't really post a lot, uh, but you can. Um, make sure you check out my website uh, Merc with a Movie Blog dot com. I'll actually be posting. A new review of there. Uh, by the time you, I mean, if you're watching it right now, because I'm live streaming, uh, I'll be posting it later tonight. Um, but if you're watching it later, it should already be up there. Uh, so uh, keep an eye out for that. It's for the movie uh, only. It is a pandemic film that uh, dropped this past March, actually, on Netflix. It's pretty timely, uh, and it's it's decent. I gotta say, uh, it's got some issues, but it's decent. I'll say that, but you can read my full review, uh, over on MerkWithAMovieBlog.com and, uh, just check me out, you know, uh, like and subscribe to all the various social medias. I really appreciate it if you do. Uh, you know, comments are always welcome. Let's have a conversation. You got some movies you want to talk about? Let's do it, man. I, I'm so, I'm so up for it. Uh, and be sure to check out the, uh, our podcast network. It's uh, on Anchor. It's anchor.fm slash movieblogmerk. Uh, all kinds of great shows. You can find this show, Talking Schmodown, right over there. Uh, also, SCN Afterlife is on there. Uh, Beyond the Screen is there. Game Over Screen, which is a video game podcast you can find. Uh, we have Through the Port Key, which is a Harry Potter show. Uh, once Mandalorian comes back, we do a Mandalorian review show. Uh, let's see. Oh, we do a Bachelor Nation uh, show called Go Get That Rose. Uh, it's on Haggis right now because the show because no, there's no bachelor on yet uh right now so well when that comes back you can go you can go on there and check out old episodes uh and i also cross uh, uh cross post uh off the ropes the wrestling podcast that i do with my brother uh which you can find on twitter at off the ropes jj and also on uh anchor at uh, anchor.fm slash off the ropes jj but i do cross pro uh cross post it right here on murphy movie blog and it's uh it's a wrestling podcast if you're into that check that out we got all kinds of stuff uh, you can also check out my other site, dccomicsnews.com. We have a podcast network over there with all kinds of goodies for you. If you're into DC, check DC Comics News on all the social medias. Uh, well, that's about it for me. I have been Josh the Merc Rainer, uh, and this has been another episode of Talking Shmodown, episode number 49. Thank you, thank you so much for joining me today. It has been a blast doing all this, and uh I can't wait to talk about these uh, these two uh, next two big intergeekdom matches and uh, and how everything rolls around over at Skybound. It'll be interesting. So uh, got nothing else for you, but uh, thanks so much for being here. And we have been talking Schmodown. Catch you next time, everybody.